This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn, Eric Barfell. We are talking about time and managing time today. So, you know what is interesting? There's there's a lot of verses like your time's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Think about your time. We know seven days a week, things like that. But there's not really a ton about time management in the Bible. Right. No, when but you look at verses. We'll probably say something about the sluggard, laziness. I have that in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have go to the ant. Yeah. Sluggard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so There's I do have that others. one in there, absolutely. No, it's not not time management specifically. Right, but two that I found that I think, the ones I always think of, like if you talk to me about time, especially Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil, and really opportunity being time. And then the ESV, Colossians 4, 5, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Mm. So those are your two key verses and Ephesians and Colossians books like that. Sometimes their verses are pretty parallel. You know, he's writing yeah, right, similar right. ideas to one church and then to another church. So that's your concept coming from Paul, mm-hmm. make the most of every opportunity slash time. So to do that, to me, I think the first thing we're talking about is just prioritizing things. Like how can you really make the most use of your time? If you have no priority whatsoever, right? Right. So you got to list out your top priorities right? and what has to get done versus what can get done later. What has to get done immediately, I should say, right? versus what can you do later? And then what can you do to work ahead? Right. But even say. sometimes working later, does that work even need to be done? Is it a priority anyway? I mean, some of the things that we do or we get caught into, maybe we don't need to do because somebody else could do it. For instance, in leadership, they say 80% of your time mm-hmm. should be going into uh, basically what no one else can do. Only 20% of your time should be used doing what anyone could do. 80% of your time should be going into what just you can do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to evaluate it. If it, is it really important for me to do this at all? Is this something, you know, I've had sometimes people come, Hey, you know, what about this hundred dollar expenditure? And I've said, that's not my decision. Like, that's not something I want to put any time into whatsoever. I don't even want to do it later on. I don't want to do it at all. So some of the things we could ask ourselves priority wise, is it even on the list? Yeah. Right. Right. What do I, what do I have to get done versus what can I have somebody else? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a story and I heard it a long time ago and I, I read it actually. Have you ever heard of that jar analogy where the professor comes, he brings the gallon wide mouth jar and he th- fills it full of rocks. Oh yeah. 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 And then and he then says, sand, is it full? And water and, yeah. yeah. Is it full? And everyone says, yeah. And then he puts gravel in it and it goes down he goes, is it full? Yeah. And then he puts sand. Is it full? Yeah. And then he puts yeah. water. And he was like, what is the point? And one kid said, stuff as much into your schedule as you can. <laughs> he said, no, that's not the point. The point is if you don't put the big things in first, they'll never fit. Like if you put the sand in first, yeah, if right. you put the gravel in first, you'd never, you'd never fit the rocks. Right. So he said the point of it was put the big things in first, mm-hmm. then let everything else fill around that. And sometimes I fear that we're not really doing that. Mm-hmm. But what are some big things? Like if you were thinking of like, yeah, this is a big thing that I should be doing. That's an important thing. 
big things that I should be doing. I mean, I have like, uh, I have a notebook where I list out all my stuff for the week and throughout the week I'll cross stuff off. So it's always the youth group lesson. I got to make, I have to do the lesson. I got to do my PowerPoint slides. Um, FCA is a thing. Any meetings or appointments I have like come Monday morning and like the YouTube stuff that I do for the church, like I'll list all that stuff out and then any other stuff that I have to do and want to do. That's not those big things, like any counseling appointment. So like young adult youth group, Sunday night, uh, young adults, Monday night, I'm teaching financial peace to some guys on Tuesday night. And then I'll try to get to a band concert or a game or something like those are set times that I can't control. Right. So I have those listed out and then I have all the work that needs to be done leading up to each one of those events, activities, groups, right. whatever it is. And then anything I want to do slash have to do that's not one of those things, whether it's spend time just reading any sort of book that I that I want to be doing, uh, I schedule in elsewhere right. around right. those those big things. I yeah, call I'll, that like the gravel yeah, or the I hear sand, you're saying. not the big rocks. I think too, and generally speaking, not even the specifics of it, but just generally like a big thing would be family. Like if I don't mm -hmm. make time for family, that's one of the things that all the little things could knock out of the way. So when I had my kids were growing up, there were certain nights that I wouldn't do anything but mm -hmm. spend time with them. And Saturday was always theirs. Monday night was theirs. Friday night was theirs. Unless I had a wedding. Sometimes you had weddings and Friday night, Saturday, yeah, you were going to get pretty busy. I mm -hmm. tried to do some of them Sunday afternoon. And right, right. So there were certain blocks of time that I would try to make for them because that was important. But mm -hmm. if I wasn't careful, then all the little voices and urgent voices could come in and knock them out of place and I wouldn't be able to fit them in. I would say service, time for God, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, would be definitely big stuff. Yeah, no, I've always really stunk at time management. I've always been real bad with it. All my stuff would always get done. I'd make sure of that. But the time management, how I spent the time horrendous sprint at the end yeah exactly yeah no it, it, that's exactly it. it was all procrastination right well i mean i'd come home from school every day i just sit at the kitchen table till 10 30 at night because if i had eight hours to do to do homework i would take the full eight hours to do it right just sit there i mean I, yeah i'd be the book would be open i'd be staring outside i'd be daydreaming i'd be i'd get back to it here it wasn't like structured time scheduled right. breaks things like that it was it was terrible and it's always been like that. Right. And so now I'm like really trying to, I mean, I, in, in recent years, I have like a list of stuff and I feel more accomplished if I check it off instead of like continually add to my list. Right. Cause that just gets more stressful. So if I list all the stuff I have to do and I, I cross it out as the week goes on, as the days go on and it feels a lot more productive in that, in oh, that regard you, as well. You have to sometimes, you know, even to me to pass a number on to you, mm -hmm. I had to get to it right away or, you know, I wouldn't do it. And sometimes those little details, if you don't write them down are easy to slip through. Hey, this guy has a question. This person has a question. This person has a question. I got to write that stuff down. And that, that definitely helps. Well, me. worse is when they're like, like if I, if they just tell me, I'll probably forget. But if someone texts me and I see it in, in writing, and set up an appointment. Hey, I'm going to come in for a meeting at two o'clock. Oh, okay. But if they, if they like text it to me and I have it written down, I can add it to my calendar on my phone, especially on Sundays. Cause I mean, that's the most convenient day where I'll see everybody, but if everybody talks to me on that one day. I'm going to remember oh. like 2% of it. Right. So then they come in Absolutely. on Wednesday at two o'clock and I'm not here. It's they're like, Hey, where are you? I'm like, 
where are you? What do you mean? <laughs> like, hey, we're supposed to meet. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be right. Over. Like, I have no, I, I had absolutely no right. clue. Sadly, that's happened multiple times. You know, yeah. I, just, I have absolutely no idea. I told what people, if I can write it down? Don't tell me today. Don't yeah, message exactly. me later. I exactly. said, anybody who tells me on a Sunday morning is asking me to forget. That's what mm-hmm. you're, you are now asking me to forget what yeah, you're saying no, I'm, by I'm with you. telling me on Sunday morning. But in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. For we, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. And the one thing that I, I like about that, and I'm going to be preaching on this in part on Sunday morning, is the idea of focus and priority. Listen, your your priority is not on the stuff that you see. And I think a lot of times we do get caught up in the things that are light and momentary troubles. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, it's not that big of a deal. But we can take an anthill in our mind and make it a mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes oh, we yeah. do because we're just, yeah, but is this something I really need to obsess about? Is this something I really need to focus mm-hmm. on? Maybe not. You know, I can put my time over to here. So I think priority, even in the way that we think, even what we're giving our time to in our brains would probably be an important thing. What's yeah. really important for me to be thinking about, right? Hmm. So that's something. And then uh, the schedule too. I think schedule is important. Like when Jesus Christ, they were begging him, and this happened in Luke chapter four, and there he's he healed Peter's mom, mother-in-law. Yeah, mother-in-law. And he's doing miracles, man. I mean, people were screaming and flocking to him, and they begged him to stay. Mm-hmm. But he said that I must proclaim the news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because that's why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea, and he kept moving around because he realized for him his mission was not to stay localized there. He understood what he was supposed to be doing. He had to be at other places. I think sometimes as we're setting our schedule, you know, it's part of our mission. Well, what am I supposed to be accomplishing? And then when I know what I'm supposed to be accomplishing, I can rule other things out and say, no, I don't need to be doing that today because really my mission is this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if you read through... Uh, I think it's the Gospel of Matthew. It's pretty evident. Jesus is always uh, in between towns. He's wa- he's always heading one place, and he's he's interrupted every time. A lot of his ministry is done on the road, and it, it kind of it's it's this implicit point of he's very interruptible in that sense. He's never too busy to talk to any one person and and do a miracle with them right. and and stop and talk to them. And that's there. There's a book that I read a few years ago. It's called "To Hell with the Hustle." It's all about how Americans today. It's exactly what you're saying about the the student with the jar of gravel and everything. Like, oh, let's pack as much stuff into one day as we can. No, don't be so packed where you you can't be interrupted and talk and do ministry with people and and be interrupted. And I thought that was a really good point because that's so today's culture so countercultural to right. today's um, mindset. I mean, even technology is like the commercials kind of poke fun at it. It's like, Oh, do more, do two things at once, do three things at once with this new phone and this new programming, whatever do more. It's like, no, that's right. not, it's not even the model that Jesus set for us. No, it's have a schedule that's set, but don't be so set that you can't even be interrupted right. to be with the people. I think too, is knowing what your, supposed to be doing 
what you're supposed to be scheduling. Cause if you don't, mm-hmm. somebody else is going to schedule your time, like do more. Mm-hmm. And I do, I will fit people in, like you said, to be, cause divine interruption is part of your schedule. Like you have your best laid plans, but you know, in his heart, a man plans his steps, mm-hmm. but the Lord really determines that person's step. So yeah, you might have a plan, but the Lord can change that plan. I have to be open. But I think part of that too is getting after it and getting mm-hmm. a good start on your day. Yeah. Like if you actually get after it, start knocking stuff off instead of delaying and like, it's okay. You know, I'm kind of piddling around with this, piddling around with this. I mean, really hit it. You have more room for a delay and it's not mm-hmm. as stressful because you already got a ton done. So if you can get yeah. ahead, then you're more open for that. Right. No, even, even yesterday, you know, I had my, uh, my little itinerary listed out for the day, all the things I need to get done, things that are going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I don't account for the phone ringing. Well, 45 minutes later, my whole itinerary is, you know, got to push everything back 45 minutes. Right. Only to 30 minutes later, somebody comes in in person. Okay, no, I'm happy to talk with them. 25 minutes later. Exactly. Rewrite the itinerary. I know. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That's not a problem because, like, I can, I have the time to do that and time to fit that in. But it's like, okay. That was just an oversight on my part. Like I didn't account for the phone ringing. I didn't account for. So well, how, how many in. times do we get a funeral? We're sitting in a staff, sitting in a staff meeting two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Well, at least I don't. And I just done a funeral. Mm-hmm. The next one, one Friday, I think it was, or Saturday. Yeah. Saturday funeral. Then the next Sunday I had a wedding. So that following Tuesday. So it's like the 13th of September. Oh man, at least I don't have a funeral this week. That afternoon, the phone rings. Right. So you're thinking, That's how it goes. uh, How's this all going to fit? Because that is my mission. I mean, that is part of what I do is funerals and give the gospel places like that. So I just have to trust the Lord. I think in some of those interruptions, you just have to trust the Lord. They got, you're going to help me to get the rest of the sign. And it did. I mean, everything went fine and you know, I got it done. But when I first heard that, like what? And we're just starting your Wednesday night activities. You're starting coming to some of your Bible yeah, studies. Like stressful, one of the it, most it, stressful times it, of the year. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Cause we're not even get. we're just starting to get used to the ramp up of everything that's going on. And it just, yeah. Like, oh wow. yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, I no, think that's you, a good point though. I want to go back to this. It's yeah, good go to plan your time out because if you don't, someone else will, yeah. or it will get planned for you. And then I think that leads to a lot of unhappiness in people's schedules and in people's lives because they no longer feel like they are in any sort of control. They just have to go to all the events that are now on the calendar. They don't ever get to do anything they want. And um, I'm looking at all these posters of bottles, and I think people kind of bottle it up too. It's like, oh, you know, I've been in this marriage for 14 years, and, like, I never get to do anything I want. We always have to do – well, you got to, like – plan you got to communicate you got to write this stuff down and like be on top of your stuff like what you're you got to do what you need to do communicate your plans what you want to do like schedule your vacation and and stuff probably in advance right that way you actually get to go on a vacation because right. next thing you know five years go by and you're so miserable and unhappy because you haven't gotten or you didn't break, get, you didn't schedule breaks yeah basically. or you didn't get out west or you didn't get to a certain place that you wanted to go right but if you don't Sometimes this, and Gordon McDonald wrote a book years ago, Ordering Your Private mm-hmm. World, which yeah. is a great book. Read it. And he would talk about that if you had a time commitment with your family and someone said, hey, on Friday night, I really needed you to do this, but you had planned to take your family out to miniature golf or the movies or mm-hmm. whatever it was, you could say, I already have plans. Mm-hmm. They don't, he said, you don't have to tell people what your plans exactly. are. 
You just say, I already have plans. Yeah. And then there's nothing, you know, what are you going to say about that? Because your family is an important part of your plan too. Right. But if you don't plan time for your family, then you could get caught up in, uh, uh, I have nothing else scheduled. I have nothing else. Right. And then pretty soon other people are setting your schedule for right. you. So I, I think was that's planning why on doing nothing. So I would, you know, to me, you got to block off time. Uh, block off time for fun. Block off time to work out. Block off time for working. Block off time, you know, to you know, get it done. Right. I mean, sometimes you're going to, you need to put your nose to the grindstone and just knock out a project around the house or get work done here where I think too oftentimes we don't have that mentality of, I really need to get from here to here by this time. For me, I have to have a certain, I have certain word goals. So for the sermon, so that by this day, I want to be at this many words. By this day, I want to be at this many words. Now, sometimes what that means is I'm going to stay as late as it takes to get at those many words because I know where I have to be in mm-hmm. order to make that a less stressful Thursday and Friday. Let's put right. it that way. Exactly. That you're on top of it and not scrambling around. Like, I know how many words. It'll be almost as many words as I'm going to have on a Sunday morning by Wednesday. Then you have time to think through your illustrations. You have time to think through and reorder and reorganize it. Even now, I'm still going through and mm-hmm. thinking through it. And the more mm-hmm. time you have to think through it, the better off it's going to be, the better handle you're going to have of it. So to me, the blocking off the, the time and say, yeah, I know that I have this to do is super, super important. And I think a do list is important because then – in the do list, when you do have, let's say if you get ahead, for me, if I get ahead on the sermon, I get ahead on podcasts or whatever it is, then I know what I have to do next. You won't waste as much time because you'll know, right. no, this is, it's kind of like your budget of your money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have X number of dollars in the bank. I can spend it. No, because right. that's for this right. bill. That's for this bill. Exactly. Because you They'll have a budget, you budget your time too, so that you know, no, this is not just free time. This person needs to be contacted. I still need to do this. This mm-hmm. needs to get done. So, you know, you can just smoothly just keep on rolling. Yeah. I I hit this weird block in in the month of September. It's like my stuff for early October is already done. Good. My stuff for like the next three days, somehow not yet. I don't don't know. It's like (laughs) the super short term hasn't even touched it. The like medium stuff in a couple weeks, done. Long term, I mean, I'm kind of looking. I know what's coming. Well, you're getting ready to fill in for me and preach. Exactly. So that's yeah, one so thing. Like yeah, that's right. one thing I've been thinking about that. Right. So, and with that, I got to like schedule some adults. I got to schedule my own leaders who, who can take over that right. Sunday and the Sunday before kind of thing. Um, the wedding I have coming up already, it, that's been done for over a week. The counseling has already been done for over right. a week, two weeks now. This Sunday night's lesson? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like coming together, but it's not there yet. That's it's right. just like, well, here, we got heck? some notes here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So sometimes I, I get caught up in like I work too far ahead or too much time. Again, time right. management is unbalanced because my time is it's spent looking so far ahead. Oh, yeah, those next few weeks hopefully will be a breeze. But it's like, okay, hold on. I've planned my next few steps, but I haven't even taken one right here right. that's right in front of me. So youth group used to be fun. I said, to you, I taught it here for, I think, 11 years. I led youth group. And a lot of times I would just, I didn't spend a ton of time because I knew 
I knew a lot at that mm-hmm. point. And these kids are coming from broken homes. At one point, I had 25% of my youth group didn't have, didn't live with either biological parent. Oh, yeah. Like, that's oh, how yeah. rough they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are some that were in that youth group that aren't even alive anymore. I mean, again, it was a, mm-hmm. some of those kids were, were sure. pretty rough. Sure. And so we would just go through times like, hey, we're going to read this chapter of John and we're going to talk about it first time. And then next week we do second John and we talk about it. They loved it. I was, a, I was so amazed mm-hmm. by like how hungry they were for that. Like they just yeah. really got into talking about the oh, yeah. Bible and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And the, the biggest talkative lesson I could ever do with kids was talking about parents. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. If you talk about parents, oh, yeah. man, they're all of a sudden, even the quiet kids are chatty now because they all want to, you know, talk about talk how about hard their, their life is. Do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Routines, I think is important too. So you have your setting priorities, you have making a schedule. I think routines are hugely important, whether it's working out for me, like I've already mentioned, uh, sermon writing, spiritual routines. It's just, that's so vitally mm-hmm. significant because if I get out of a routine for working out, it's rough to get back in. Absolutely. A lot of times people like, how come they haven't been out of church? Yeah. I haven't seen somebody for three months, six months. Good chances. The good chance is they got out of the routine of coming mm-hmm. and they just haven't gotten back into blocking out that time yeah. and getting that routines yeah. save you a lot of time. When you know, you get up, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You, you have certain things you have to do on certain days. The routine of it, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've said it during COVID, you know, uh, an object at rest will stay at rest. An object in motion will stay in motion kind of thing. It's like if you're in that Agreed. habit, yeah, you'll just keep going. You don't have to be going fast. You don't have to be sprinting, but, like, just keep it going. Just keep right. it rolling. And I think I know we saw this uh, come to fruition during COVID. People started staying home. And it took a long time to get them back right? because they got so used to just being at rest at that point. Oh, we, have, we haven't gone to church in, in weeks. We just sit here and are we even, were they watching it anymore? I don't know. But uh, that exact thing played out. Right. The people, you know, got out of the habit of, of coming every Sunday and then starting up that habit uh, took a little time. Yeah, because for sure. they were used to, they, it was comfortable to be at home mm-hmm. and watch. Or else, like you said, they may have gotten out of the pattern. I think for some people, just going out to gyms, going to a lot of places, it definitely changed your routines and your patterns. And once some patterns are changed, now sometimes the patterns don't need to be gone back. Like I had certain restaurants I would go to, I don't go to now. It's just, you know, I got knocked out of the routine with COVID restrictions and stuff. Well, that's okay. You know, I mean, I don't really, not too worried about that. Mm. But again, schedule your time because I think that's hugely important. Make sure you know what your priority is. Get into routines and you will be much better off. We appreciate you tuning in and uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, Feel free to share it. Feel free to subscribe to the church page as well. You all have a great and a blessed week.